Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. And we've got ourselves a Giants-Cowboys Thanksgiving preview. We'll have Danny on later. We're actually doing this live on YouTube. Only the second time ever we've done a live podcast. Um, obviously, we played this. We'll have segments on later with Danny King. Justin, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to all the listeners. I'm, uh, thank you for letting us know what you're friggin' thankful for on this friggin' Thanksgiving how are you feeling going into this Thanksgiving game? Hey, Bobby Skinner. Um, happy Thanksgiving. I celebrated Thanksgiving a little early. Uh, it was kind of cool to see how many people celebrate Thanksgiving a, a day early because either they work Thanksgiving or for whatever the reason may be. Uh, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for this 7-3 and three giant start. Thankful for family. I'm not sure we're going to be thankful that we're going to watch the Giants play on Thanksgiving, but going to enjoy the hell out of it. Uh, you only get 17 of these every single year. So happy Thanksgiving. Let's talk about uh, some Giants. Yeah, and this Dallas Cowboys team is, you know, the Giants already lost to them once this year. Now they have their starting quarterback in Dak Prescott. And since he's been back, they've been scoring a lot of points. And they also have the number one defense in the NFL. So we're, we'll break it all down. But as dim as, like, as bad as this may look, you know what? It's the NFL. It's a short week, and there is always a path to victory in the NFL. Doesn't matter what team you're playing, there's always a path to victory. This team is seven and three. I know people are just like kind of down and out on this team, but they aren't seven and three on accident. We've beaten some good teams. You know, uh, we've you know we've beaten the Baltimore Ravens. You know, we've beaten good teams. Um, so I have no problem. Shock like, the world. Being, yeah, do it on Thanksgiving. Uh, first, this episode was brought to you by some special people, Justin. They are Eduardo Vicente, Stephen Simons, Jim Carucci, Michael Judge, who uh, he has a Dale Earnhardt really profile picture. Does Joe Judge have? I know he has, has a son named Sean, but I doubt they'd be joining now. What, uh, what profile picture does he have? A Dale Earnhardt picture, so probably not Joe Judge's senior, son. Senior or junior? Senior. Senior. I love that. I would say junior if it was junior. Severin Lacher, Grassman, he just likes grass. And then Jim Sosinski, Justin, who are these people? Patreon.com slash Talking Giants for $2 a month plus some other tiers. You can hang out with us live while we're recording the shows. Um, You're going to be hanging out with us on Thanksgiving. going to be interested to see who's around on Thanksgiving for our, for our Patreon show. If you're around, you got nothing going on. Maybe your Thanksgiving festivities are winding down. Uh, Come hang out, hang out with us and react to whatever happens uh, during tomorrow's game and then also bobby skinner sends you some stickers magnets in the mail and uh you get entered into some shirt raffles as well also little plug um our john boy media store a lot of items i believe they're 
it's a certain percentage off. I don't know on the top of my head. I'm a bad employee. There's sales on the on the Talking Giants store, John Boy Media store all week. So go check that out too. Yeah. Also, one more plug. Uh, it is Thanksgiving, Justin. The Giants are playing on Thanksgiving. So if the Giants win, you got to reference Talking Giants to your family. Like you got to tell all your family members. Like, oh, I'm excited to hear about. It. If they lose, I don't want you telling them about no. Talking Giants. No, we don't want your angry, you know, relatives listening to Talking Giants. We want your. No, happy I was pretty. Relatives. I was pretty mad a couple of days ago. So nobody, nobody wants to hear anybody yeah. be mad. Let's let's. We want your hat. If the Giants pull out a win, just I can't. Oh, you don't know what Talking Giants is? Literally, take the phone out of their hands and subscribe yeah. to Talking Giants. For Call them an idiot. Yeah. All right, let's get into this podcast, though. Justin on the Giants front, and we'll talk about this because this would be the talking point. Um, even if the Giants were healthy, but they're not. This Dallas Cowboy averages over four sacks per game, the best pass rushing defense in the NFL. And guess what? Andrew Thomas, illness, left guard. We have no idea who's starting at left guard at this point. It's either Jack Anderson or Devery Hamilton. I would assume Jack Anderson since he's been on the active roster. At center, Nick Gates will start, which that's exciting. That that actually might be an upgrade. Hooray. <laughs> at right guard, Mark Gawinski. And then at right tackle, we don't know if it's going to be Matt Parrott or Tyree Phillips, but even if it was Evan Neal, this was the game that Evan Neal got absolutely worked. And boy, oh boy, this is this is a bad time uh, to have this uh, issue. You know, like this is this is the game where like we, we can't afford for Tom, Andrew Thomas to be even a little off his game because he's going to be facing Micah Parsons. You know, when he's facing Armstrong um, and Sam Williams, who line up on the left. Yeah, I'm not worried about him. But remember, when you remember the last time Andrew Thomas played sick in a Giants game, Justin? No, tell me about it. Patriots preseason game. Oh boy, was we were like, mind on him. we were like talking about like future of Andrew Thomas, like yeah. in the preseason. Yeah, that was uh, that was bad. But uh, we're facing the guy so- who in this season who's had the I thought has had the best pass rushing reps versus Andrew Thomas this year. Micah Parsons. Well, I mean, Wasn't, Micah Parsons know. is just flat out one of the best players in the NFL. Like, you know, there, there's like considerable talk of, of like him being like MVP. I mean, it, is he putting up like MVP numbers? No, but I think just his impact, like for the Dallas Cowboys, like making that defense the best team in the league is, is kind of crazy. So give me a little bit of a recap. How did Micah Parsons do versus Andrew Thomas the first matchup? He got he beat him a couple times, you know, nothing crazy. Didn't beat him for a sack. Um, there was other time where Michael Parsons was was stunting in and dominated. Like he blew up Mark Lewinsky on a play. He blew up, uh, I think Ben Bredesen, and it might have looked like Thomas. Um, so he did well. Definitely not his best game. Uh, he played about he played two thirds on the line of scrimmage, and then the other third uh, in as a as a box line, uh, you know, an off ball linebacker. Um, but what worries me is Demarcus Lawrence going up. Like, honestly, I'm not as worried about Micah Parsons because, you know, they're going to move him around. You're going to try and put him on Thomas. What worries me a little bit is, I guess, Micah Parsons on the right side, but Demarcus Lawrence versus Tyree Phillips or Matt Parrott. You know, he dominated Evan Neal. He hasn't been amazing this year. Um, you know, like the last, the last, you know, few weeks, he has like uh, some sacks, but he's not been getting like a ton of pressure. So his best game of the year was the Giants and then the week after the Giants. Like that's what worries me the most is that right tackle position. Because even if even if Thomas gets beat a couple times, you know, I don't think that should wreck the game. Like we know he's not going to be dominated down in, down out. We can see our right tackle though be dominated down in, down out, and that can totally change the game. Yeah, how many sacks did uh 
Demarcus Lawrence had three, three. sacks in that game, yeah. right? All right, so that's half the sacks that he has on the season. Demarcus Lawrence having a, I don't want to call it a resurgent season, especially when you consider the rest of his the splits, nine, uh, three sacks in nine games. But Dorrance Armstrong Jr., he also had a sack um, in that in that Giants game, the first Giants game. He had two QB hits. He has seven sacks on the season. I mean, you want to talk about a success story, the, the fourth round. Uh, pick of the 2018 draft for the Dallas Cowboys. So I think Dallas they lead they lead the league in sack rate. They lead the read they lead the league in pressure rate. I think they're third in QB hits and they have the most tackles for loss in the National Football League. And I think they're top five, if not the best defense in the NFL when it comes to like passing yards allowed. So I mean this is this is a very 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 good defense and it's their front four and there's like Sam Williams a guy that we loved Sam Williams has been getting reps here and there sparingly you know and he's been making plays as a backup coming in so I mean this is one of the best defenses in the in the NFL and it's because of that pass rush and their secondary isn't really relying on turnovers like they were last year breaking news on the podcast Sure. And this time it counts because we're actually live. Devery Hamilton signed. We knew that Trenton Thompson signed to the active the active roster. Oh, um, people activated from the practice squad: Terrell Burgess and Corey Cunningham. So we're only gonna have two tight ends this week, and Chris Myrick and Tanner Hudson, and then Calitro and Roche. Wait, 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 waved. wait, wait! They didn't sign. Ta- they didn't sign Lawrence Cager to the active roster. I don't think so. No. That what it? Why? Why give him like majority starting reps? I get it for the receiving purposes, but when Daniel Bellinger goes down, Lawrence Cager basically takes tight. Actually, no, Lawrence Cager is on the active role. Yeah, yeah, that was that would have been really confusing, man. That would have been really confusing. So we have three tight ends. We still have three tight ends on the roster. Yeah. Yep. Lawrence. So Lawrence Cager. uh... I still want Chris Myrick to play more because even though we're talking about how good Dallas's defense is, and then maybe this can transition us back here, Bobby, you know, even though we're talking about how good Dallas's defense is, you know, how deadly, you know, they've been getting to the quarterback. Um, they produce a lot of negative plays, but they've allowed the force, the fourth most runs of 10 plus yards this year. So, you know, this isn't a game, you know, we, we've been saying every week that this is a, this is an opponent that the giants can run the ball on. This is a, an opponent that the giants can run the ball on. This isn't just an opponent where if the Giants are going to win this game, path to victory, right? If the Giants are going to win this game, they can't just run the ball well. I think we need to see an explosive Saquon Barkley break off some big plays, similar to the one touchdown that he had during the first matchup. Yeah, I was going to say that exactly. We need the run game to be, like, fun this week. And I, I, I think the run game should be hit in different ways. They are, for like you said, they're the number one defense in the NFL with points per game. They're the number one passing defense. They're the number one pass rushing defense in the NFL. But they are 26 in rushing defense and yards per carry. So I would run in a variety of ways. And I don't care if Saquon's banged up. We need Saquon to be, one, making big plays this week and also to stay on schedule. Like, we need a monster Saquon Barkley day. You know, if Saquon Barkley wants a contract, this is a guy, this is a game where we need Saquon Barkley to just totally go off. You know, he averaged five point. He only had 14 carries versus the Cowboys in that week three game when they're going to need more than that. He averaged 5.8 yards per carry. Then this is how I would do it. There's two things I would do. One, to help the passing game. Remember that first drive versus the Dallas game? And then we saw it a couple times, even though it wasn't thrown this past week. Giants ran a lot of read option this last week, which led to them running their most zone running game of the year, or at least highest percentage wise. Didn't work very well. But 
you're going to want to get involved Daniel Jones' legs in the read option, especially versus an aggressive Dallas Cowboys defense. Put those pass tags on the read option. Seriously, I talked about this in my film review. I spent some time on uh, like breaking it down that we need to have read option, and then you have that like so you're read optioning and uh, Saquon's lineup to the left of DJ. So if you hand it off, you almost don't want to hand it off, you know, and then you let DJ keep it. And you it's, either, a, it's a read, uh, it's a read option. You know, people get RPO and read option confused. I think are you basically advocating for RPO built into a read option? No, I kinda. So I want RPOs, but that's a regular part of it, but more so like the ones where Daniel Jones is carrying out the run, not like a like you know, just a regular RPO where it's you know, you know, show the handoff and then throw. Where he was remember, remember the first drive of the game, Daniel Bellinger, where he fakes the handoff and then runs. Like he's running the read option, but they would put the slot receiver or a tight end in the flat route, and then the other wide receiver in some type of corner route. It's a com- it's a combo of those bo- of those bootleg plays and a read option, basically. So you got, but you got to let your offensive lineman know, stay disciplined, and almost yeah, because, like before I mean, the how play. Many, how many times have we got called for an eligible man downfield? Yeah, you do that procedure, a lot. Almost all that kind of stuff. And and a way you can get away with doing that is almost make like this is a read option, but it's not an option until the offensive line. But show that to um, them and obviously and then run regular read options where you can either hand it off or just DJ run without the pass. So do that. Get under center. Run from two tight ends. Uh, if you got to do I guess they can't really do jumbo. Or I guess they can't do jumbo. If, Ty- if Tyree Phillips starts, you can pat Corey, Didn't they there. just call Corey Cunningham up too? I mean, I don't feel yeah. Right about so you that, can, but... so yeah, they can do some jumbo stuff with them and Chris Myrick. You don't want to have Lawrence Cage or Tanner Hudson out there unless you're doing three tight ends. Um, like I said, run in a variety of ways. And Saquon, like this is a game. You want a big contract, man? Like you want to be a big a contract and you want to prove that you know running back is more important than mo- people make it out to be. This is a game where we need you. This is a game where we kind of need you to put the team on your back a little bit because we can't drop back a ton versus team because we're going to get sacks and that's going to end drives. Yeah, you know, there's a uh, there's you know, there's chatter and I think there's some credence to it, but I think some people that are critiquing Saquon a little bit are going a little too far. There's some chatter of looking at Saquon's first 5 games of the season versus the last couple games of the season and looking at the splits, how it was over five yards per carry through the first five. And then, you know, basically the last five, whenever he's had good games, it's been relying on efficiency and getting the gritty yards. And, you know, basically looking at since that, so, you know, since that shoulder injury that I think he had versus Green Bay, you know, is it fatigue that's setting it for Saquon Barkley? Well, I think it also has a lot to do with Daniel Bellinger, um, you know, and Evan Neal going down the, the offensive Teams line. Are running kind of. more run stunts versus us. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm not just going to put it all on Saquon and fatigue, but I mean, how how can that not play into anybody at this part of the season, especially the volume that Saquon Barkley has gotten? So uh, it would be really, really cool. Um, I know the odds and the cards are stacked against them because odds are with Wondell Robinson out and the the weaker offensive line and the strong Cowboys pass rush, it's going to be difficult to throw the ball. Um, but if there is a time for Saquon Barkley to prove that he can be a little superhuman, uh, this game would be it. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a game we need. And then in the passing game, uh, Slayton versus Diggs worries me a little bit because Slayton's so relied on. Um, I think this is a, like Richie James in the slot has has like. I know everyone hates Richie James because of the punt returns. As a slot receiver, he's not. You know, he's, he's fine. He's the second leading receiver on this Giants team, and he hasn't even started like played a ton of receiver in half these games. 
Um, so Richie James has to be involved. Uh, and then Slayton, be careful going to Slayton this week is what I would say. Don't now, don't live in fear, but be but be wise because Diggs will pick you off. I know he's not having the same interceptions as he had last year, but I think he's playing better than last year. But he's still vulnerable to giving up the big play. So I would I would check on that. You know, I would be like, hey, you want to play press up on me? You want to play in phase? Let's go. Let's we're throwing the ball deep to Slayton. What would where I'd be careful is running those like 15 yard curls that they've run on third down. Because yeah. that's where digs can kill you or the digs. Um no pun intended. I, I, I just said digs talking yeah, about digs. No pun intended. Yeah, te- that definitely wasn't any pun intended. Um so and then Dallas, the last game, DJ had all those rushing yards where they got into heavy formation play action. I would assume that they played that us a little differently than that last time. Um, just because even though they had a successful game on defense, it drives a defensive coordinator crazy to let a QB rush for all those yards. Um, where So where now I'd be like, all right, in those play action, like when you get into those play action sets, like let's look for the over route because – like in a sense, that was a game where DJ was very much like, if it's there, tuck it and go. So this week it'd be like, okay, maybe maybe it's there a little more. Well, I mean, do you think they didn't do any drop back passing? Uh, at least I don't. I don't. It, it, it's either they couldn't because Daniel Jones had to run away from Demarcus Lawrence and Evan Neal allowing pressure on that right hand side, or if it was just, or it was just by design. So do you think we're gonna see like? a Chicago Bears type game plan where Daniel Jones is just, unless it's a very third and long, like we're just not dropping back in the pocket, like a conventional drop back pass. Um, I'm trying to see how many true dropbacks we had um, in that game. No, maybe, maybe we had a few, but like I said, Daniel Jones was just scrambling. Like he, he would. Yeah. But a lot of the court. scrambling was out of play. So I, I just, you got, you got to have the check downs built in basically. Yeah. Like you've got to have an outlet. You know, because you can't run some drop back stuff. Because even so, there was some big plays that were left on the table because the protection screwed them for versus Dallas. This is a game where it's like got to have like have the checkdowns ready because there is you can't like I said don't play afraid because there can be ability to have big plays, but you got to have more checkdowns built in because that pass rush can kill you. Um, so. That's what I would say. Do you have anything else on our offense first there? No, I mean just path to victory. If you're if you're if the rushing efficiency is going to look like it did against Detroit, we are going to lose this game. Uh, if it looks like you know, uh, let's what was a what was a game that we had a re- that we had really good on the ground like Tennessee, Tennessee where we're getting big plays and you know uh, we're taking advantage of light boxes. You know, if we're running the ball like we did against Tennessee and we're getting those big plays and the Giants have a shot in this game, if the efficiency looks like it did last week, then the Giants lose this game. I think that's flat out just kind of what's going to happen. Why don't you read an ad and then we'll talk about uh, their offense. Yeah, um, this episode is sponsored by Manscaped. It's never too early to play that holiday music and it's never too early to start thinking about gifts, whether it's for a friend or for the friends in your pants penis joke you can make this season a jolly one with manscaped jolly olive look nice look nice when you get naughty wow by going to manscaped.com slash giants for free shipping and 20 percent off you know about the platinum pack well it's not it's not just the premium package it's the platinum package 4.0 
Oh, it's the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. You're the man. I'm the man. Bobby's the man. Danny King's the man. He's going to be coming on soon. Platinum Package has each product from the best-selling performance package. Oh, there we go. So the Platinum Package is in addition to the performance package. Plus, it has the ultra-premium body wash, the ultra-premium 2-in-1 shampoo plus conditioner, and the ultra-premium deodorant. There's so many P's. There's so many premiums, platinums, but it all ends up in good stuff for Manscaped. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com slash giants. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com slash giants. Manscaped, get your jingle balls ready for the holidays. Thanks, Manscaped. You'll be glad you did. You'll be glad you did. All right, for their offense, since Dak has returned, they're averaging 35 points per game. <laughs> this is not the Cooper Rush Dallas Cowboys. Um, Justin, we have Noah Dora Jackson or Fabian Moreau this week. Who do you think the, the starting corners are who? Nick McLeod and Rodarius Williams and a rotation of Cordell Flott and Darnay Holmes in the slot. So you think they'll put Flott in the slot? It's what they were doing last week. They, they put him on the outside a little bit when Adore went down. Yeah, they were. Well, oh, I guess so. I guess so. Here's what you have. I think you have Nick McLeod and Roder. I think Rodarius Williams is your number one. I don't think he's coming off the field. And then, and then I think Nick McLeod will rotate in with Cordell Flott, um, and then Darnay Holmes will also rotate in with Cordell Flott. Cordell Flott's kind of like your Swiss Army knife. What is this whole thing with? Not to jump the gun. What is this whole thing with? We just signed Trenton Thompson to the active roster. Right? What is this whole thing with with Dane Belton and Jason Pinnock? That like Dan Duggan was talking about it. Actually, started a little bit in the last game, and Pinnock got hurt. Yeah, um, but what does that have to do with Dane Belton? Well, they want to play Pinnock. Like Belton's not great playing the deep safety spot. You know, like versus the Texans, the first fourteen snaps of the game, they alternate between him and Love, and Belton just he doesn't fit great in that role. But guess what? Julian Love, that's not his best position either. You want to play Julian Love in the box. So Jason Pinnock, I think, has better speed and range for that position. And then you allow Love to come down and play the box, cover tight ends. Um, And then when you do three safety sets, you're allowing Belton to come down, play towards the line of scrimmage as well. Um, All right, corners. So I think think that is like the, the thinking on it. But yeah, it's... I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a tough outlook on this game with Adore Jackson out, uh, and then Fabian Moreau out. Um, Poll eighty percent of Giants fans, maybe even more, ask them who Nick McLeod is and where he came from. Ask him what number he is on the team right now. 80, 80 to ninety percent of Giants fans probably cannot tell you. <laughs> number 44 cornerback played for the bills was on the Bengals a little bit last year and then was reclaimed by the bills how about that uh, i'm a waiver wire freaking expert over here and then just two seconds ago i had the chat telling me no lawrence cager is signed to the active roster missed that been a busy week um cd lamb is playing in the slot now that michael gal or oh, he's always played in the slot but he's playing there a lot more um, he kills you in those crossing routes and those over routes. Uh, and with the way that the Giants defense plays, like we're still playing a ton of man coverage this week. Like, I don't think people yeah. realize that it doesn't matter that Adore Jackson, or at least maybe I'll be shocked, but I, th- I think we're going to see a ton of man coverage this week still because you can't play cover three because you'll get killed on those crossers. Um, and, Maybe they play a little too high four stuff 
which I actually wouldn't be like, I kind of think that's the way to go right now, but I don't know if Link Martindale is going to totally change to that in one week. There might be, we'll get, maybe get some more sprinkles of it, but I think when I chart coverages after this game, it's going to be cover one is going to be the cover one and cover three is going to be the number, the top two ones. Yeah, I agree. I think Julian Love maybe said that on WFAN without saying that. Uh, he was talking with uh, Tiki and Tierney, and he was saying that this game is basically going to be a game about matchups. So typically, when I hear that, I think man coverage, right? Win your matchup, win against your guy, win against your man, win, win your battle. So um, Julian Love is saying that about the back end on coverage. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, CD Lamb, like I said, in the slot and over, CD Lamb is the one that worries me the most. Um, and then Dalton, like, also – not just Dak Prescott has returned return to the Cowboys. Dalton Schultz has returned to the Cowboys in like a, a healthy role. In these four games with Dak, 20 catches on 25 targets. Like he is the check down. I think that is why we may see a little more. Like I think they want Julian Love on Dalton Schultz. Like I think they want to try and cut that check down off. You know, like that's what Wink Martindale is all about is getting you out of your comfort zone. Well, how do you get Dak Prescott out of his comfort zone? Not by just totally shutting down CD Lamb and shutting down big plays. It's by shutting down his safety blanket, which is which is what Dalton Schultz is for him. But I think a top 10 weapon in the NFL this year is only getting 53% of the snaps on offense. And I think that's Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard, man. He's averaging 5.9 yards per carry, which is the second most for running backs this year. And he's doing it with volume, too. Like the argument against him is like, well, he can't handle volume. He's had volume. Uh, since Zeke Zeke is back, but since Zeke went out, and he's done really, really well. He's with a that. top five running back in the NFL. Like, and I'm not I'm not even just saying that. You know, he, he just he's performing it like when I'm talking the the skill of the player in terms of catching the ball, running the ball, getting the efficiency. He's also second in the NFL in total rushing yards over expected. I like to look at rushing yards over expected on a rate basis, like a per carry basis. Tony Pollard with like 60 to 70, 50 carries less than like Nick Chubb is second in the NFL in rushing yards over expected. He's getting 53% of the snaps. And he, and the reason why it is as high as 53% is because Zeke missed like two to two to three games. And the sad thing is, is that Zeke sucks every time, every, every game, but except for when he's playing the Giants. When he plays the Giants, oh, yeah. he'll average five yards a pop. He'll have big touchdowns. Um, this is when we play the the Cowboys. I've never been scared about Ceedee Lamb or Dak. I've always been like their run game gashes us because they get outside the tackles. They pull their guys. Their guys are athletic. They're able to move in space. Tyler Smith has been really good for them. Terrence Steele's been solid. You obviously have Zach Martin in there. Um, and they just our linebackers suck. Our linebackers are very bad at reading you know you know pulling action trap action um now Jalen smith is going to play a lot more aggressive than Tay crowder but Jalen smith has been like he played horrible this past game versus the lions horrible so i'm not expecting much out of him micah mcfadden i think he's better at processing but he's also playing the weak linebacker spot um we need our edge guys to be a big presence this week. Mm-hmm. Like seriously, in both the pass rush department and the like we need Jihad Ward, you're a run stopper. We need you to be freaking dominant on the edge, like setting an edge this week. Dominant. And then Jalen Smith or Kayvon Thibodeau, I might talk about you later on in this show. Shit. Where where are you picking in the fantasy draft? First. 
mother. Fuck. Uh, I may talk about you later in the show, or just I may, may talk about you too, but then I'll have to talk about somebody else too. Uh, <laughs> like Kayvon, we need you. To, we need you to get some passion. Like I, th- my last note in this is in all capital letters: need sacks. That's what you have. You got to beat this Cowboys team. They're more talented. If you, you're not just going to beat them down in, down out. We negative need negative plays. plays. Yep. I'm not going to call for interceptions because this team only has two interceptions in ten games. I'm not going to call for something that never. Is that crazy? It is. <laughs> Um, I guess we're due, but what we do need is we need sacks. Like we, you, I think this could this could be a Wink Martindale masterclass if he comes out and he's like, I'm just gonna go ball. Like screw it. Like I, I don't got, I don't have nothing to lose. Like our players are are banged banged up. I'm just gonna go balls the wall and I'm gonna make life as tough as possible for you. I don't care if you gash me. I'm going at you. I'm going at you for four quarters. Yeah, I, I'm with you with emphasizing and highlighting the edge rushers. I think Timon Fox could see some more snaps um, in this game for that exact reason, too, because I think Timon Fox is one of the best uh, run defenders we have in terms of setting the edge. Uh, I and I'm cra- It's crazy that I'm saying that, but do you, do you disagree with me? No, he's been really good setting the edge. Yeah. Um, I think he's been a better player than O'Shane Zimenez this year when he's gotten his opportunities. So yeah, I mean he, he was in towards kind of garbage time uh, towards the end of uh, the game against Detroit, but I even think he had a nice, a solid run stop where he took on where he took on a tackle pretty well. I think this is also a game where I think teams are finally starting to realize, yeah, like Dexter Lawrence is that dude, and if we try and challenge him, and if we try to run at him, and if we allow him to be part of the game plan, Dexter Lawrence is just going to make these insane awesome plays i think dallas dallas is going to do everything in their power to uh not allow dexter lawrence and even leonard williams who's been really really good against the run this year you know rushing the pastures a little bit of a different story but um they're not going to let they're not going to allow those guys to make plays they're going to say hey you know O'Shane Zimenez, can you get back to the quarterback jihad ward can you make plays against the run and Kayvon thibodeau can you can you kind of do anything at this point so we're going to bring danny king on first Thank you to our friends at Vincero for sponsoring today's episode. If you aren't familiar with Vincero yet, they make exceptionally crafted and stylish watches at affordable prices. You need you should have got this for Thanksgiving. Get it for your next event. You can finally own a high-quality and lasting timepiece without going broke like Danny King's broke ass. So if you're looking for the perfect holiday gift to help elevate your style or someone you love, get 20% off plus free shipping site-wide with our exclusive Link VinceroCollective.com slash Giants. Vincero designs everything in-house, sources their own materials, and produces in small batches. Wow, it's, we're just a, it's a family company. Worried someone won't like the gift? Whether you need a return or swap, there's no problem. Vincero five, uh, Vincero's five-year guarantee and 365-day free return policy has you covered. I mean, this is a no-brainer. Like, if you don't have a brain, do this. If you do have a brain, do this as well. Whether it's a gift for yourself or someone in your life, add Vincero to the top of your wish list. Wish list. Don't wait or it'll be too late. That rhymes. You get 20% off plus free shipping site-wide with our exclusive link, VinceroCollective.com slash giant. Support our show and check them out at V-I-N-C-E-R-O collective.com forward slash giants. Look good, feel good, play good, and save big with Vincero. You'll be glad you did. Um, You'll be glad you I want to become a watch guy very badly. Thanks to Vincero. You'll be glad you did. All right. We now welcome on to the program our weatherman, 
are he's kind of a jack of all trades. Danny King, Some Danny, say. how are you, how are you feeling? I'm forgot feeling good. Microphone. You forgot your microphone. Why didn't you oh, ramble? Come on, man. I, I literally said you tweeted I, it. He tweeted, I at, tweeted you, Justin. at you. You did? All right. Yeah. Well, I gave you hours heads up. I, it's I fine. It's, 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 a th- it's a Thanksgiving show. We're all thankful. It's fine. To be here. We're all good. I'm thankful for you. Not thankful, thankful that you, you forgot your microphone. You know, I, I realized I was going to forget it at school. And I said, I'll put it in the car the night before. I didn't do that. And here we are. Yes. Uh, the weather in Dallas. I'm assuming the roof's going to be closed, so I don't know why. Uh, it's going to rain. So Still matters. Gonna, it matters. matters. You're it's, walking to the game. It is true. So if you're walking to the game, it's going to be raining. Uh, what's it? Precipitation, basically 60%. Doesn't go below 60 all day. So it's probably going to be a wet walk to the stadium. But then hopefully an enjoyable walk back in the rain when the Giants ultimately win. I'm going to the Iron Bowl on Saturday, and it's going to rain there too. Ooh, so that's a little Iron Bowl action. Um, it's funny that now that we're out of like the full-on preview portion of the podcast, um, we, we're not we're doing a live pod. It's just funny how people just like comment stuff and it's like off like this guy. And this will be the last time I, I I acknowledge the chat because this is a podcast. But this guy, we aren't re-signing DJ. Mark my words. Like one, okay. we are talking about a Giants Cowboys mm-hmm. preview, and. Who gives a shit about Mr. Toxic? Toxic on like why would we mark your words? Who who cares? Whoa, right. hey! First of all, we're talking about Nick McLeod, not yeah. Well, do you think Nick we'll McLeod resign? Well, do you think we'll resign Nick McLeod? How, how, that that would be a bold take. Do we coming do up we, next on Undisputed? Does he meet the fifty-three man roster in two thousand twenty-three? Nick McLeod, we want that's what we want from you. Well, um, no, we love you. Thank, thanks, thanks for following along, everybody. Uh, just Danny, do we have any trivia this week? I do. I just want because last time Giants played on Thanksgiving, it was uh, November twenty third, twenty seventeen. They played the Washington Football Team. That wasn't their name then, but we are a progressive pod. Uh, the final score was twenty to ten. Who yeah. was the one Giant to score a touchdown in that game? Say it, say it again. You threw me off. Yeah, I. Who was the, who was I, I the only? Who I stopped the, paying okay. attention when you said this is a progressive pod. <laughs> Like, we almost, uh, like people want, like want to like cancel us because we post good morning posts. <laughs> that is true. Uh, so, who was the one giant to score a touchdown in the game the last time he played on Thanksgiving, November twenty third, twenty seventeen? I have an Ingram. Evan Ingram, Justin. Yeah, Bobby seemed really confident about that, so I'll just go with him. The the chat, you guys are all wrong, but the ch- chat was all on. I'm not acknowledging the chat again, but I just did that. Janoris Jenkins. Wait, yeah. I thought you said last the last time we played Dallas Thanksgiving. Oh, I, I totally. Wait, we played I against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. No, we played the we played the Commanders. That's why I said the the Washington Football Team. You you see see you you guys you, ruined my, this you ruined your worst question. trivia question. How was it my worst? Y'all didn't listen. You ruined that question when you the moment you said that this is a progressive pod. That question was just well, thrown out the window. The, the, the chat heard me, so that's all that matters. All right, I'm glad. I'm glad. Janoris Jenkins was the only one that scored a touchdown in the game. I thought you were talking about six. the last game of last year, and I was like, I remember it. No. it time to Evan Ingram. <laughs> no, no. There's, yeah, the Giants enough. Eli Manning was 13 for 27 in an interception. Wayne Gallman led the Giants with 37 yards on the ground. Tavares King led the Giants in reception oh yards God. with 36. We had Roger well, I got Lewis that week. Yeah, it was it was it was it was a rough week, but Janoris Jenkins he uh, he led the way for us in a uh, in touchdown that game. All right, time for our fantasy draft, uh, where we pick players from the Giants and the team they are playing. 
I had a big week last week, 56 points. I'm picking first, and I am in first place with 360.8 points. Justin Justin had a good game last week, but he lost ground. He's in second place. He's 50 points back. Um, Danny, you had 25 points. You're 68 points back. But that's it's not as far off as it may seem. Like, now, can still, you take a week off? Like this, it's enough. You got to chip away. You got to chip away. But here's the thing: this is the one week where I don't want to have the first pick. This is a have the third pick type of week. Like when the highest scoring outputs are usually the Giants versus the Cowboys. Like the highest. Okay, here's trivia. Do you guys remember the highest out scoring output for a fantasy week uh, since we've done this? I, I I literally think it was the first week we did this. Like no, it was the Kadarius Tony game. Yeah, it was. I had eighty two points. I had Tony, doing? Zeke, Pollard, and maybe even like CD Lamb. Like it was insane. The how do we allow that to happen? Uh, so I have the first dumb. pick. So I'm. Part of me wants to go Saquon because Saquon should get carries this game. We need Saquon to go big. But then it's like, well, CD Lamb, they're not going to have a Dora Jackson. And then it's like Tony Pollard's been like the last five weeks or so has been the biggest. Like, if you were to take anybody, it'd be Tony Pollard. Um, I'm going to go Tony Pollard, though. I'm just going to go by the guy who's been putting up the most points. There it is. Wow. Our run defense, like, I am, like, I'm just like, I don't think there's any great way for us to stop the run versus them. So um, I'm going Tony Pollard to start. Justin, who's the second pick? I, if, if I had a, Big board and really in my brain, I only had a big board for the top three. Tony Pollard would be third. Like he has not had like in, just historically in his career. I don't even know if he doesn't even have a touchdown against the Giants in his career. Um, he just doesn't do that well against the against the Giants. So um, think, did he have a hundred yard game against this first time? Just doesn't score touchdowns. I'm going to go with CeeDee Lamb because CeeDee Lamb historically – does have um some pretty good games against the Giants. Uh, he averages 6.2 receptions, 77.6 yards, and half a touchdown in his career against the Giants. And in the first game against the Giants, he had eight catches, 87 yards, and a touchdown. And that was all when we still had a guy named Odori Jackson on the team. So give me CeeDee Lamb. All right, Danny, you got back-to-back picks. Do you have the spot where I wish I could be? Oh, I'm probably gonna mess it up because that's just what I do. So first, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a Giant because I'm a Giants guy. I'm taking Saquon Barkley. This is I the know. this is the longest Saquon Barkley has lasted in a draft I know. this year. It's impressive, but this and just shows how, how good how good Dallas is. Uh, I don't know what the heck that he's gonna do this week, but he's the only Giants offensive playmaker that I trust. And that means with the following pick, it's going to be Zeke because Zeke scores touchdowns. That's basically what he does still. What, last week he had two touchdowns. Uh, before his injuries, he had uh, he had two against Detroit, one against Philly, one against us. So basically, Zeke will, Zeke will score a touchdown. Like you guys said, Zeke always yeah. plays well against us. So I like my odds of Zeke giving me points this week as much as I don't want him to. He probably will. Uh, yeah, th- those, are, those are both smart picks. Um, Justin, who do you got? I may regret this because simply just because of volume that he's going to get. But I am going to go Dalton Schultz. There's one guy that I'm regretting not taking, um, and Bobby's going to take him, but I am going to take Dalton Schultz. So I w- who was the one guy that you're regretting taking? Is it Darius Slayton who I'm going to take? Yeah, I'm, I'm regretting not taking Darius Slayton. I mean, he is the wide receiver one. It's the logical pick here. And then my second pick. Um, 
the number two receivers haven't, you know, like Gallup and and Noah Brown haven't been doing a ton for Dallas. I'm going to go Richie James. You know, that we saw the slot, you know, the slot had 12 catches for the Giants last week when you pair up Richie James and Wandale Robinson. Um, you know, the ball should be getting out kind of quick this week. So I'm, I'm going to go Darius Slayton and Richie James with my second and third picks. Justin, you're back on the clock. And this is where it starts to get dark, right? Um, give me Michael Gallup. Really anti. Do I don't even do I even have a giant on my team right now? No, no, you're all Cowboys right now. Tough. Which honestly, in this game, is the smart way to gain ground. Um, Danny, you uh, your last two picks. You're right over there. No, and when am I ever all right? Uh, gonna be Noah Brown. Taking Noah Brown first. Uh, I know him. He hasn't been really the same since Cooper Rush left. They have that good connection, but uh, it is what it is. And now and Gallup returned. Now I legitimately do not know where to go because there's a part of me that is telling me to take Kenny Galladay because what he had two catches last week, miraculous day at the office. Miraculous, like, hear me out. The other one is it's telling me to push towards Matt Breida because Matt Breida last week, he scored that red zone touchdown. And I feel like they like Matt Breida is like for some reason the guy they would put down there after Saquon going to be basically dead in the backfield by the end of the game. So you're taking Matt Breida? I'm going to take Matt Breida. Okay. I'm going to bank on Tosin. I'm just never really comfortable taking Breida because he does, like, you never his, know what his he's His idea do. of, like, like last week we're getting blown out. What do you have? Five carries? Yeah. Um, and, but, then, but then he had the touchdown, which is always like, he's like, yeah. Because like, I feel like sometimes you always see Matt Breida down in the end zone. They're going to, they want to try and make it work. Granted, that's the first time he scored a touchdown. But I also have to view it as the Giants are going to be basically killing Saquon all game. Burita's going to get carries. Maybe there's potential he breaks something, anything. I don't know. But I don't trust Galladay enough because he still sucks at his day job. I feel like it's every year where we just end the year saying the Giants should have used their backup running back more. Not this year. I Not know. this like, year. I, I, don't, I don't think. Last year, yes. No, but when we're talking about like the lack of receiving weapons that we have, I would have loved to see like Matt Breed and Saquon Barkley on the field more, uh, you know, more than they have been this year. So I would have loved to see. You know, I I, re- I I realized my mistake. I'm an idiot, but I'm just gonna. I, I'm basically down the dumps right now. Yeah, you They're, are. You you really made a huge mistake. I did. I, I do I'm I thinking have, about do it I have now. one more pick? Yeah, you have your last pick. This is such an easy one. All right, yeah, so I, I, if it were me, I would have been like, oh, yeah, I'm either going to go Matt Breedy, Kenny Galladay, but I'm going to wind up taking Lawrence Cagers. So here we Damn go, it. Lawrence Cagers. <laughs> Damn I have a giant. I was, like, yeah, I was like, I'm about to get the starting tight end with the last pick. I was be like, no. Danny, what are you doing, man? Uh, yeah. I could have easily seen Danny being like, yeah, Kenny Galladay, yeah, Matt Breedy, but I'm going to take Lawrence Cager here. No, for some reason, I would have been like, uh, let's give me Marcus Johnson. I don't know. <laughs> uh Take Kenny Galladay. I'm going to take Isaiah Hodgins. Okay. I mean, he is their number two, their second oh. outside wide receiver right now. Um, he had, you know, the last two games he's had two catches for some chunk plays, and the, and he had he's had a couple catches taken off due to penalty. No, um, so I'm taking Hodgins. Um, so to recap, I have Tony Pollard, Darius Slayton, Richie James, and Isaiah Hodgins. Justin has C.D. Lamb, C.D.'s nuts, Dalton Schultz, Michael Gallup, Lawrence Cager. And Danny has Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Noah Brown, and Matt Breida. Oh, Breida scores a touchdown. Oh, oh my lord! All right, time for Giant Factors, where we pick our X Factor for the game. This week, I get to go first. Man, 
we talk about a way to win guys that can help you win these games. Well, you need your best players. And guess what? You know, star players. We drafted a guy fifth overall to be a star player. And listen, I'm not, I, am I like super down on Kayvon Thibodeau? Absolutely not. But eventually we need him to become a star player. A guy who re- who wrecks game plans. A guy who, when we're, the Cowboys preview pod is talking about, like, you got to worry about Kayvon. You got to, like, you know, you know, prep versus Kayvon Thibodeau. So, am I expecting him to be there this year? Absolutely not. But let's see a game of it. Let's see one game of it. Because we need you, Kayvon Thibodeau. We need you. You know, the, you've had three QB hits and one sack on the season. You know, you've only had five pressures in the last four games. Okay, we did expect more than this. But this is a game where I, I want to see I want to see you make an impact. I want to see you change drives. You Tyler Smith is a rookie, okay? Tyler Smith is a rookie. If you went up against him in college, you'd be expected to win. Uh, Terrence Steele, good player, but you got to win those battles. Kayvon Thibodeau, we need a big game out of you. If the Giants have a chance, we need Kayvon Thibodeau to step up. Um Justin, who is your giant factor for? Well, no, I just want to. Kayvon Thibodeau was my giant factor. Thanks. Um, coming in here all prepared for. I rewatched that Lions game. Just, you know, where, where was he? You know, what was he? What was he doing? You know, there was one play where he ran over a tight end, but there were some other, there were some other plays where tight ends were handling him, just, just mirroring him, um, not making enough plays against, against the run. Um, are you with me where? I've been talking about this sparingly as the season has gone on. I think Kayvon has been trying to use power a little too much. He's 22 years old, December 15th of this year. So he's still 21. I want to see more of the speed. I think he's trying to use his hands too much. I think he's trying to use his hands too much. Where I, I like you said, I want to see the speed and I want to see speed to power. I think he's getting caught up all in these hand moves. Like, no, dude, just use your speed. And when you got them on their heels, run through the, their ass. That's yeah. that's what I want to see out of Kayvon Thibodeau. Ghost like, technique. Um, there there was a play where he ran right around Penny Sewell last week, and that was freaking awesome. Um, and that was a and that was a pressure uh, that he had. All right, my giant factor, short and sweet. This game may not be a game where we're gonna have a lot of positive takeaways. A positive takeaway that I want to walk away from this game is saying, "Damn, Nick Gates' first full start at center." He's going to walk away with the job. There should be no doubt. I don't want John Feliciano back in there. Give it back to our guy, Nick Gates. Go out there, dominate, be a giant factor. When the Giants run it up the middle, open up some holes for Saquon Barkley. Handle stunts, by the way. This is also a big thing that we didn't talk about in the first half. I think the Giants have been one of the worst teams in the NFL at handing stunts in the interior part. Guess who is a team that is really, really good at running interior stunts and stunts in general? The Dallas Cowboys. Fix that up, Nick Gates. Be a giant factor. I love it. I love it. And and yeah, we Nick Nick Gates. Am I expecting Nick Gates? Like, if he comes back and doesn't play well, am I super mad at him? No. But guess what? Play well, Nick Gates, and we get to tell everyone shove off. And if they play John Feliciano off over you, then we're going to be pissed. So give us a reason, Nick Gates. Don't give us any room for doubt that you are the starting center for this New York Giants team. Danny King, who's your giant factor? Uh, you mentioned him earlier. I'm going to like everyone's banged up, but Jahad Ward's here for one reason or one reason only. He's Wake Martindale's guy. One of his uh, best-graded games against the Giants, with the Giants, was against Dallas. Uh, we're going to need you this week, Jihad. This this defense right now, 
Stout's gonna run it down our throats. Yes, I throw my hands up in the air. Uh, we need if we stand any chance, we need to slow down the run. And Jahad Ward's greatest asset is run defense. So Jahad, please just give us something. It's basically the whole edge guys need to win the battle this week. But Jahad Ward, I'm just choosing you because I, you're gonna get. I feel like you're gonna be a lead on a lot this week by Wake to try and lead this defense to give the offense a shot at winning this thing. So Jahad Ward, you are. Thy giant factor. All right, next we got spread picks. Uh, we have a new leader in the clubhouse. Everyone used to make fun. This guy can't pick. He's so bad. Justin Pennick is above 500, and he is in first place at 42 and 41 after a four and two week. Myself and Danny King are, Danny King are tied for, at second place at 40 and 43, and then the listeners are 37 and 46. The chat, you guys are going to be the listeners. So when I call out a game, you have to put the t- the first person to pick that team, and then the plus. You have to add the plus or minus. You will you will uh, be so you got to be quick, but you have to have the whole thing. I don't want people just spewing it out. Um, and this is the first time we're putting the Giants on this because it's a Thanksgiving game. Um, so there's that. First, who who are the spread picks brought to us by Danny King? Oh, I mean, of course you can't wear back. the sunglasses if you're a loser now. Let me get, <laughs> let, wow, I, I'll remember that at the end of next week. But of course, while I'm not thankful for that comment, I'm thankful for our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook because they, of course, are an official sports bet partner of the NFL. They are and should be your my go-to when betting the NFL this holiday season. Right now, new customer can bet just five dollars on any NFL team to win their game and get one hundred and fifty dollars in three bets if they do. Check this out right now. Everyone can earn up to a one hundred percent boost with DraftKings same game parlays. So if you go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, download if you don't, and place the same game parlay and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player prop points totals, and more. You can win big. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win. Uh, like I said, DraftKings Sportsbook right there. Justin's showing some numbers right there. I can't see with the glasses. No, on. I'm showing I'm showing the logo with the white background. So it oh, oh there it is because you see that right there, DraftKings Sportsbook. I, my friend loves the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I, he, we can't, all, he talks about how great of an app it is. He's like, Danny, I'm so glad you put it on. If I could bring him in, I would, but he's in Rhode Island because I guess some people live in Rhode Island. Uh, some fun games this week. Um, I really – the, the Bills-Lions game, that's the fun game to bet on this week because I think it could go either way. But I think we all know uh, the roar might be back. We're going to uh, talk about all of them. That's why we're going to talk I'm about them. I'm loving the, the background by Justin right it now. It is. It's great. So while we're going to talk about them, I want you all to go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JAWBOY. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's only a DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code JOMBOY. It's J-O-M-B-O-Y for those of you who may not be able to spell. Uh, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I told I, I told myself I wasn't going to acknowledge the chat, but it's like we're talking about Anthony Richardson. It's insane. It's a Cowboys-Giants <laughs> preview, guys. Guys, what are we doing? <laughs> Stay on topic. Chat. One time. Guys. All right. Thir- Thanksgiving football, boys You'll and be girls. We got the Bills at the Lions plus nine and a half. But I'm going the Bills. Uh, I usually pick the Lions on Thanksgiving. They've burned me the last couple of years. I think the Lions are riding high. And it's like the Lions defense is still bad, but they've won some games. But the Bills, I feel like this is a, a game where they just kind of tune it up. I'm going Bills minus nine and a half. And the listeners 
are going uh, that too because thanks to RJ Harold in the chat. Danny, who are you going? I was going to go Detroit. However, uh, like you said, the Lodge defense still is nothing special. Yes, they kind of shut down the Giants last week, but that's let's be honest, that's nothing real special they should be proud of. This is the real test. Josh Allen's going to have a field day in Detroit on at noon. Uh, so give me the Bills. Justin, pick the Lions. Come on. I think I am because this was tougher than I thought, but I went. I ended up going Bills. Yeah, I am. I am picking the Lions, even though I feel like the Lions do get kind of kicked the schnot out on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't think the Bills are are ready to fully rebound yet. So no. Dan Campbell did give a good speech. He did give a good speech. Did, did he? I really was there. Was there another emotional? They uh, played physical football, man. They played physical football after the Giants win. Yeah, physical. Bobby, Justin, that, you're that going tweet, Lions. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with the Lions. That you you put it out a tweet after. Like I think they beat Green Bay, where it's like every Lions win is like the most emotional win ever. <laughs> it's it true. Is. It is. Bobby, Look, I'm Mr. Tolico, Mr. Toxic, Toxic. You didn't have to apologize. We were just having fun. No. Um, Bobby, I'm very vested in this next pick here for what you're about to do. Yeah. No explanations. Uh, Giants at Cowboys minus 10. I mean, I'm going Giants plus 10. Justin. You, you can't do this to me. I'm going Cowboys minus 10. Loser. What a loser this guy you is. Can't, you can't do that to me. It's, it's, it's the only reason it's in here is because it's a Thanksgiving game. We've hit all the Thanksgiving games. Danny. Glasses told me Cowboys minus 10. They told oh, my God. And look, the first guy in the chat, Gary, says Cowboys minus 10. Gary's smart. I don't know what to tell you. He's trying to win money. I cannot wait to laugh in all your stupid freaking faces. All right, and then I'm actually really excited for this game. Very excited. Patriots at Vikings minus two and a half. Um, I the Patriots every year they start out slow, and then it's like like what they do with their defense is nothing short of amazing. You know, they they get they lose guys, they get rid of guys, and they just continue to have like the best secondary in the NFL. Um, this is a game where I, I can't pick against Bill Belichick. I think the Patriots are going to win, uh, and then obviously cover the spread. So I'm going. I'm going Patriots plus two and a half. Justin, who you got? Patriots have the worst offense in football. They have the best defense in football. Um, I'm going to go with the Patriots. I think the Vikings' offense is very overrated, and Justin Jefferson very much inflates it. The listeners are going Vikings minus two and a half. Thanks to our friend Doug Analytics. Danny King, who do you got? Obviously, the Vikings had the, the crap kicked out of them last week. They're riding high off the Bills. Uh, fun fact, I think last time we talked about the Patriots, they were negative against the spread. Now they're positive against the spread. We love that. But I'm taking the Vikings. I think they're going to bounce back this week against uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots. So minus two and a half Vikings, and they win as well. Who did you take, Justin? Sorry, I'm getting distracted trying to see who got the pick. He took Pat. Uh, yeah. I, all right. Thanks, Danny. I'm just here for you. <laughs> Falcons at Commanders minus four and a half. What do you got in this one, Danny? Oh, Lord. Um, you know, I'm going to take the Commanders. I think uh, they may have got a little spark with Heineke. Uh, the Falcons, they beat the Bears. Congrats to them. I think the, the Commanders are kind of on the upswing, and all the NFC East teams are just fantastic right now. So got to represent the division. Justin, what do you got? Falcons. Okay. I have the Falcons as well, too. 
Uh, I was waiting for the chat. No one's doing it. Okay, finally someone got it right. Uh, Zach uh, has the Commanders minus four and a half. So it's me and Justin versus Danny in the chat. Bengals at Titans plus two. Um, I'm all in on the Titans. I think they're a good team. And this was my pick actually in the John Boy Media League this week. I had the first pick. Um, The Bengals are up and down. Uh, this is a rematch of that second round playoff matchup where Joe Burrow just got absolutely hammered. Um, this this time the Titans are winning. I'm going Titans plus two. The chat, thanks to Joshua Shimkus, is also going Titans plus two. Justin, what do you got? This was my pick in the John Boy Media against the Spread League as well, and I am going to go. We can't Bengals. pick the same games in that, so you maybe have to repick yours. No, well, I mean, they, oh, we can't pick the same. The same. Oh, you're picking the Bengals. Picking the Bengals, yes. Picking the Bengals. Jamar what? Chase, I think, is coming back. That's dope. Titans plus two. Danny, <laughs> who do you dope. got? Hey, you know, as long as uh, Todd Downing's calling plays and nothing else, uh, the Titans are going to win this week. Give me the Titans. Oh, yeah, I forgot about What a week for assistant coaches. Todd Downing gets a DUI, and then the Cardinals assistant uh, gets fired for groping a woman in Mexico. Um. Bears at Jets minus six. Before we talk about this, oh boy. do you guys agree with Zach Wilson being benched? Yes. Justin? No. I don't either. You got it'd be one thing if the other regime drafted him or this is year three. They believed in him enough to draft him. Now they were they were probably very wrong. And I get admitting when you're wrong, but like you're giving up on them this much because of like they did it because of a press conference, too. Like, if he doesn't say that, give those horrible answers in the press conference, I just, like, to me, and and here's the other thing. You're benching him for Mike White, who has twice the interception rate, like, of Zach Wilson in their career. And, again, like, I, this is not, this to me is not an argument, like, defending Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson sucks. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think he's going to get better. Like, I think there are so many flaws to his game where I just don't think he's going to get better. Um He's, it's not like it's it's not like the Justin Fields struggles. Like no, these are like you're not going to last in the NFL type struggles. No. But it's like you guys are the ones who believed in him enough. You know these didn't just pop up out of nowhere. You're the ones who got to know him. Genu- like like so I, I I won't say I hate the fact that they benched him, but I also am like well you guys drafted him and this is not just a guy not panning out. This is like we don't want to deal with you anymore. Well, I hate it. I hate it for Jets fans because they're still six and four. You know, they're yeah. six and four, and you know, I think now they're in last place in the AFC East, but still, that doesn't matter. You're you're six and four, so um, I hate it for Jets fans. But uh, yeah, I, I that's my, bad. my my biggest question mark is because I know we got to move. It's just why is it Mike White and not Joe Flack? That's, that's the thing is you're benching him for that's Mike my White. Question. Like I know we Mike White had that fun game, but look at all of his other games. And he's a quarterback with five touchdowns and eight, eight interceptions. He throws an interception at like a 7% rate, which is extremely high. Um, Let me get a new coordinator at the end so of the it's year. Just, to me, it's like I just I feel like that looks just as bad on Joe Douglas and Robert Sala as it does Zach yeah. Wilson. I've never seen a GM be so also, good. You can, you can punish a guy and, to, and like have like a wake-up call for him without benching him too. I don't, know, I don't know if I've ever seen a GM be so good yet also so bad at the same time with some of the, with some of the decisions <laughs> that they've made. Yeah, Joe Douglas is a character. It's crazy. You're not going to fire him. He doesn't deserve to be fired. No. The listeners are going Bears plus six. Yeah. The listeners go Bears plus six. I'm going Bears plus six, even though I don't – Justin Fields, I think, is going to play. Yeah. Um, Danny, who are you going? 
yeah, it's it's solely because of Mike White. I'm taking the Bears plus eight. I, I think I'd rather trust uh, Justin Fields on a separated shoulder or a sprained AC joint, whatever the hell it is, uh, more than I trust Mike White fully healthy and ready to go. Are the Jets really favored by six? Yeah. Now, could that change? I don't know. I mean, it's probably, probably it definitely is going to change. I mean, but the I mean, Jets have an awesome defense. Yeah, I mean, so I'm going to go. This is going to be a tight, tighter game. So I'm going to go Bears plus six. Oh, Bears plus six all across the board. That means the Jets are going to cover. Probably. Chargers at Cardinals plus three and a half. Let's go quick. I got Chargers minus three and a half. Danny. Chargers. Justin, what do you Chargers. got? Chargers. Um, Explain a little bit while I write all these down. Explain a little bit. Uh, Danny, you explain. Uh, C- Cardinals got embarrassed in Mexico City. Chargers are pretty good, even though they uh, lost – who they lose last week? They lost Mike Williams. They lost one of their receivers. I just like the Chargers more right now than I do the Cardinals, and the Cardinals' second-half collapse might be on, baby, even though it's been on since the first half. Listeners are going Chargers minus three and a half, thanks to Trevor. And then the last one, Packers at Eagles minus six and a half. Eagles barely beat the Colts. They lost to the Commanders. Um, they didn't look amazing versus the Texans. But I, I'm going Eagles. I don't think people – like, let's remember how bad the Packers are. Uh, I think this is a game where the Eagles – I think they win by exactly seven points. So I'm going Eagles minus six and a half. Danny. This might just be the bias in me, but I'm taking the Packers because, like you said, they almost lost to Jeff Saturday and the Colts. They just – they haven't been looking as clean. And uh, I just think the NFC East will look a whole lot more interesting come Monday morning. The listeners are going Packers, thanks to RJ. Dan- Justin, who are you going? Bobby against the world. Is this a primetime game? Yeah, Sunday night. Packers will cover because that's what Sunday night football does. All right. All right. Now it's time for our predictions on the Giants-Cowboys uh, game. But as is tradition, it's Thanksgiving. What are you guys thankful for? I, I, I forgot about this tradition, so I, I don't even know what I'm going to say I'm thankful for. Danny, what are you thankful for this Thanksgiving? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, it's going to be – I'm taking the board now, but it's true. I'm thankful for this great community we got going. We're going to have a fun tailgate. You took on the a, easy one out. Yeah, I did. I took the easy one. You let me go first. I don't know what to tell you. I'm looking forward to hanging with everyone on December 4th. But I love, just love hanging out with you all. Even though some of you all have been coming out of my neck recently, not sure why, but that's besides the point. Got to be thankful. And I'm thankful for you all. Justin, what are you thankful for as I watch the numbers dwindle? Yeah. Yeah, they have they have been dwindling a little bit ever since we started talking about the Jets. Um, this is a little bit of an easy way out, too. But I said it at the top of the show, and I, and I really mean it. I also forgot about this. I said what I was thankful at the start of the show. Remember that? Uh, I'm thankful for Bobby Skinner. And this is going to really make him feel uncomfortable. This is Why would you do this to me? Oh, uh, wow. This is really going to make him feel feel uncomfortable but uh you know we we've been we've been working hard this year i'm thankful for for julian too you know he edits the 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 game day shows but you know it's basically been kind of just bobby and myself that have been you know doing the content this year on the football side and on the giant side i think we've been doing a solid job this year we have a we have a small jm football team but uh we're doing solid with it so i'm thankful for bobby skinner and the work that he does well, I'm thankful for all the gut things that you guys said too. Um, thankful to the Talking Giants team as always. Um, I'm thankful to John Boy Media for paying our salaries, paying me a little over, let's just say, closer to seven figures than than five figures. I'm very thankful for that. Um, and there's one thing more thing I'm going to be thankful for, but I'm going to do it in a second. 
Danny, what is your prediction for Giants Cowboys? Man, that's gonna make me seem like a horrible person. Uh, I'm gonna be enjoying a nice feast while the Giants uh, probably get obliterated on national television. Uh, the Cowboys are gonna win. They're gonna win like forty to like fourteen. Oh my! <laughs> Damn, dude, that's that's pretty gl- grim. Justin, what is your prediction? Twenty-seven, sixteen, um, Cowboys. You know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for the New York Giants. And I'm thankful that I'm going to spend my Thanksgiving happy from sunup to sundown, from the good morning post to the good night post. The Giants are winning this game. Oh, this team's so good. I don't care. The Giants are winning this game. Not only are they going to cover, they're going to win. And they're going to win big. Giants 77, Cowboys 0. We'll see you guys on Friday morning recapping a victory Friday. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Giants 77, Cowboys 0. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you then. Enjoy your Thanksgivings. Until then, let's go Big Blue.